0: Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey everyone, on this episode, I have Dr. F. Scott Feel. He is an adjunct professor, an upcoming author, and business coach to to PhDs looking to pay off their student loans quicker. and I'm really excited for him to be on this show today because he is actually really good at helping people connect their passions or their expertise in, into creating a uh, business that they can eventually make a profit from. and so he's going to tell us how he's able to do that and give us some really good tips on how to do that for ourselves. So welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, Susan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to be on here. This is a uh, a nice change of pace for me to be on the other side of the microphone when it comes to podcasting. Uh, I kind of I do my own academic podcast uh, called the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. So it's it's nice to be on the other side of the microphone for once.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's such a different feel, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what your expertise is in and how you got started a little bit. Like, give us like a, a short version of your, of your story.
1: Sure. So uh, I was an English major uh, coming out of college, and uh, I noticed uh, my senior year, uh, I had finished all my English classes a semester early, so I had a ton of time. All I had left on my schedule was golf, bowling, and intro to Japan to figure out what to do with all my spare time. And uh, they had me volunteer at the hospital there uh, in the physical therapy department. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. Maybe I could do this. Um, and then I took a look at the prerequisites and I said, nope, don't have that one. Nope, don't have that one. Nope, don't have that one. So I graduated with a BA in English, but uh, I took an extra year after that to, to get my, my prerequisites done for physical therapy school. Uh, I then went on to do my physical therapy uh, degree. Uh, it was a master's degree when I went through it. Uh, But then they offered a transitional doctorate in physical therapy. So I ended up doing that. And while I was doing that at the University of St. Augustine, uh, the head of the educational doctorate program came over to me and asked if I was interested in teaching eventually. And I said, no, not really. It's not, not something that ever really interested me. Uh, Despite my dad being an English teacher uh, for many, many years, a high school English teacher. So uh, I sat back, I thought about it and I thought, you know, if things ever go awry and I, I just can't, you know, do physical therapy anymore. My hands give out, my back gives out or anything like that. I could always teach. So I said, all right, maybe I'll look into it. Um, and so I continued on and I did my educational doctorate, uh, finished my EdD back in December and, uh, realized that I still may not want to teach. The problem now though, is that I've got $140,000 worth of student loan debt. And how do I get rid of that? Uh, so there was a brief moment of panic. Um, before I got some some wise advice from a lot of coaches and business mentors uh, within the healthcare field. Um, and that really set me on the trajectory that I'm on now, uh, which is physical therapy full-time, uh, kind of do that on my nine to five. Uh, I teach adjunct, like you said, I, I teach a couple courses here and there for physical therapy programs. Uh, but my passion really lies in trying to help PhDs, EDDs and DSCs or terminal degrees, um, you know, figure out their passion and figure out some side projects that could possibly become full-time gigs um, in order to help pay their student loans down quicker. Because uh, it just doesn't seem fair that the top three or 4% of the nation that have these terminal degrees are are having to pay the most amount of student loan debt to get there. you know, and a lot of people are just really unhappy with their teaching position. So, you know, it's, it's pretty good for me to, to be able to give back in, in some way, shape or form and help them speed up that process to take that, that stress off their shoulders.
0: That's really awesome that you've, you've taken that on to help people with that problem. Cause it is, it's a major problem in our country that there's, <laughs> you get through school and then you have all this debt and your, your job doesn't even pay enough for you to, to pay it off. So what does that process look like then when you're helping someone um, discover how they can connect their passion or their expertise into a a job outside of what they're, I'm assuming outside of what they're currently doing, or maybe would it be even outside of what they went to school for as well? Sometimes? It could
1: be, it could be. I mean, my biggest thing is I'm a firm believer that physical therapy should really only be the tip of our iceberg. Um, and it doesn't have to just be physical therapy, but it, in the field that I'm most comfortable in is, is physical therapy, right? We have this amazing background and knowledge and this amazing amount of of just schooling that we've done. So we have all these brilliant ideas in our mind and, and we know how to teach people to get them better. We know which exercises to use. We know which plans of care and courses to follow. Why don't we take that and apply it to other avenues out there? Not just one-on-one patient care, but consulting. um, You know, I I, I teach a bunch of courses, obviously. I'm trying to use my educational doctorate as well as my my doctorate in physical therapy to help teach courses to the general public. So the first course I ever wrote was a fantasy football injury review course. It was a course about all the injuries that could happen during a fantasy football season because I love playing fantasy football with my buddies every year. Um, educating the public as to all those injuries and then how they affect return to play for certain players. And, you know, that's just using my physical therapy knowledge and background and a little bit of my educational background to create a course to teach the general public um, about what they need to know when it comes to injuries. Um, you know, the second course that I ended up doing was a a, a video game injury um, prevention course. And that sounds a little bit odd. You think, how do you get injured playing video games? But eSports and, and video games, yeah, is, is a big thing this, you know, uh, this coming decade, there's actually schools out there that are offering scholarships to eSports teams. And uh, there's big tournaments here in Texas. Uh, up in Arlington, there's a stadium that just opened, 1,500 seats to watch people play esports. Um, big tournaments. Uh, I think the kid just won a 16 or 17 year old kid just won the Fortnite tournament for about two or three million uh, prize purse. So. You know, these people are getting overuse injuries in their thumbs and their elbows and their wrists, they're getting carpal tunnel, they're having numbness, tingling problems, they're having postural issues. So again, I just took my knowledge in physical therapy and my background in helping people get better and put together a course on how to help prevent a lot of those things from happening. So people, if they're really interested in esports, can go ahead and, and you know get healthier about it and, and approach them in different ways. So for me, the big picture, really simplifying it is just taking A, which is your knowledge base, your background, things you love to do, your passion, and connecting it to B, which is really just answering a a question or solving a problem. And if you can do that, there's a good chance you can make some money off it as well.
0: That's like, it really is just as simple as that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just connecting two dots. Yeah. and that's all it is whatever you know you're good at whatever your zone of uh, expertise is whatever your passion is connect that to something that solves a problem for people and and it's a little bit more you know detailed than that you have to go in and actually do a little bit of market research and see but if you can connect those two dots you know you've got a, you've got something to work off of then
0: so i'm curious how did you like video game injuries that's quite the the niche to get into. How did that come about for you? Because I I know that a lot of people have a hard time figuring out how to um, target in on their specific uh, customer, or client, or you know their their target market, and that and that's very specific and kind of outside of the box. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of wondering it what your process was that helped you get to that point. Um, you telling that might help some people listening. Sure.
1: Yeah, so it started out with uh, two or three friends of mine that were in the Texas area, actually, that were were playing video games, not professionally, just on the side. Uh, And one of them did have gamer's thumb. One of them did have carpal tunnel, both both wrists. uh, And the other one was having neck and shoulder problems from posture. Um, and so I treated all three of them through telehealth, actually, through through online Skype type visits um, because they weren't able to make it. I, I'm in Waco right in the middle of Texas and they were all over the, you know, all over the state. So it would have been a, a hassle for them to come, you know, to see me. So, you know, I, I gave them some consulting um, advice and just some, you know, wellness kind of coaching as far as things that I would do to to help strengthen their hands and fingers and, um, We worked together for a couple weeks and they all got better. And I said, Hmm, you know, th- this, this might be something to look into. So from there I asked them, I said, Hey, look, where do you guys hang out? You know, like, well, what's your normal week look like? What, you know? And uh, I got a couple pretty good feedbacks. The couple of them went to arcades and these newer um, adult type arcades, if you will, Dave and Buster's type situations. Uh, we have a couple here, one or two down in Waco that are like uh, kind of adult arcades um, and then another big one for me was Facebook groups. Uh, all three of them were uh, members of large esports Facebook groups. And I just hopped in the Facebook groups. I, you know, started answering questions when I saw people talking about injuries and when I saw people talking about issues they were having and health issues. I just offered free advice and I said, you know, hey, that's, you know, something that I see pretty often. Uh, Have you tried this? Or have you thought about that? Um, You know, maybe you should consult a local physio or physical therapist, you know. Um, And eventually, I I started having people DMing me and asking, you know, hey, can you help me more? Hey, I got this problem. And that's when I finally got my my market research, if you will, and was able to kind of figure out uh, what they wanted and and what made the most sense. Um, And so that's where my first little ebook came out on preventing your own esports injuries. Um and then eventually that led to the the course on kind of strengthening your ar- upper extremity, your arms and, and hands and getting better hand eye coordination to try to become the best possible gamer that you could.
0: That's awesome. While you were just going through that, I I wrote down the steps that you took and it's a pretty common formula. Um So just as a review for everyone, here's what Scott did. He first, he found people with the problem and then he helped them solve their problem. And then once he did that, he asked where more people like them are hanging out. And then he went and talked to those people and gave them value and tried to help them the best way he could. And that in turn resulted in people coming to him that he could then help more people and be able to do some market research. And then from there, he started creating his content and eventually his course. That's, that's, that's like the formula right there. You got to go out there and help people find the people that have the problem you want to solve so that you know that there is a market.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and, and it's not. You know, obviously, it's not uh, specific to physical therapy. I mean, this could be done. And that's why, so far, it's been able to translate pretty well to PhDs and EDDs and DSCs and all the terminal degrees, because these professors have a great wealth of knowledge. They're just very one track minded and seeing that one specific area of expertise that they have so it's a matter of just opening their mind a little and showing them how they can use their expertise and their skill set outside of the box so you know like i said it's not specific to physical therapy it just happens to be the lane that i was put in to begin with so
0: absolutely um that's that's like what you just said the lane that you're put in that's your expertise that's what you know and then you went and found a way to make your own thing out of it, which is really amazing that you've been able to do what you've done. Not that it's, you know, impossible or anything, but it's just awesome that you've gone about it in the way that you have and that you've seen that you, that you had that potential to do that. Um, And now you're helping people to do the same thing, which is really, really great. That's what this podcast is all about is, is people that are empowering others to improve their lives. And you're doing it twofold. You're doing, well, probably more than that because you're helping, you're helping people with your physical therapy, but you're also helping um, people start businesses, really. Um, And that's just, that's really cool. I love that.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's been, um, like I said, there was a brief moment of panic there when I was like, all right, I've got these two doctoral degrees that I'm not really sure I would even want to use in a traditional sense. So now what, like I've got $140,000 in debt, you know, my heart started palpitating a little bit too fast and I thought, whoa, 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 this, this can't be the only way, um, you know, and then it just became a matter of look, if I have this student loan problem, I'm sure others do and sure enough, you talk to five or six PhDs and and, yep, they've all got huge heaps of student loan debt. So I thought, all right, we have to think about how we can scale our services because if I treat a patient one-on-one for an hour, I can only do about eight of those a day. And if I see eight patients a day, that's great. I helped eight people, but it's not really scalable. I'm only one man. I can only treat people, you know, so many people in a day. So how do I start scaling? And then and, and that becomes a, a question for anybody who's, who's running a side gig or a side hustle and trying to grow it to a full business and, and whether it be online business or brick and mortar, whatever it may be, um, scalability has to be in the back of your mind. And, and that was kind of for me, you know, I knew I had to take it online in order to make any of these little ideas and side hustles scalable.
0: So you, your course, I think you briefly touched on this a little bit. That the, the courses that you have are still, um, are, they're helping people with their problems. So like, yeah, you said like your first one was um, helping with the fantasy football mm-hmm. stuff. And then your second one is about video game injuries. So while you um, are helping people figure out how to make more money and pay off their debt, you actually have courses that are helping people with physical therapy.
1: Yeah. So you were
0: able to scale.
1: Exactly. Those first two courses are for the general public. And then my third course that I I co-wrote with uh, another business partner of mine, David Bailiff uh, is actually for clinicians on how to start a mobile physical therapy business, which is what I do on the side. Um, so so now we're not only helping the public about their own health and knowledge and getting better, but now we're also helping other clinicians start their own businesses as mobile physical therapists in their area so they can kind of drive around and treat people at their homes or their offices or their gyms for convenience sake. Um, And we found that to be very profitable and very, very good. Everybody seems to love that, especially uh, postpartum new moms. They don't want to leave the house. They love people coming for house calls, essentially Uh, business execs and CEOs. They love it because it saves them time. They don't have to go down to the office to get treated. You come to them and treat them, you know? Uh, So that course on how to start a mobile physical therapy business was also a really good course that we've started um, and again, then I just wanted to kind of start giving back to, you know, PhDs and, and EDDs and the and the terminal degree folks, because, you know, in the end, I'm an educator, I think. I think that's what it all comes down to. And I think the EDD kind of trumps everything that I've done to date, whether or not I use it in academia full time ever. Um, I don't think it matters. I think at some point we're all pretty much educators, you know, and it's being able to tell a good story and be able to translate knowledge that way through storytelling and through you know, just, just giving people bigger pictures that they can relate to. Um, And that allowed me to kind of start my next project, which is, you know, the book coming out toward the end of the fall and then uh, the, the coaching course for PhDs and stuff coming up early next year.
0: That's awesome. So can you tell us about your top 100 side gig ideas generator? Let everyone know what exactly that is and where they can find it.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, by the time this podcast releases, we'll actually have an actual website for it, a landing page for it, and and we we'll, we we can always include that in the show notes. But um, yeah. you know, in the meantime, if it's uh, anytime soon that that people hear this and just want to get it ahead of time, they can email me at, at gmail.com. Um, And They can also just kind of follow along on my social media. Everything's at pteducator. Um, and, and there'll be a lot of announcements on there about how to get this list. But essentially, it's a list of a hundred side gigs or or side hustles that that could be done. It's a little bit of a combination between healthcare providers uh, and academicians and and you know professors uh, and teachers. Um, but it is things that are a little outside the box. I've listed a hundred of them. I haven't done all one hundred, but uh, I know people who have done the hundred. That's how I came up with the list. is just by asking a lot of my co coworkers and my, my, you know, other professors and my peers, Hey, what are some things you do on the side to generate money? Um, and so this list is, uh, some, some interesting ones on there, uh, for sure. Uh, the ones that are going to be bolded on there are, are ones that I've actually done. Um, and I, have probably done about 15 to 20, um, of the side gigs and hustles, but they all kind of end up under the same umbrella if that makes sense. You know, they're all under the umbrella of physical therapy and education, so they're all loosely related. Um, You know, it's things like creating online courses. Um, There is consulting, business consulting, healthcare consulting, um, you know, digital advertising. I mean, I do a lot of digital advertising for, you know, my own business as well as, uh, you know, for the coaching stuff that I'm gonna be doing as well. And even though it's digital marketing and digital advertising, you know it, that could be done for any niche. It doesn't have to be physical therapy. It Doesn't have to be coaching. It could be, you know, healthcare. It could be roofing. It could be pool builders. It could be home renovation. Whatever your side hustle is, you, you got to know how to market yourself these days. And you know, Facebook ads and lead generation is is a good way to do that. So I've kind of done that niche on the side. Uh, there were some things like voiceover. Uh, voice actors um, you know and and part-time actors I lived in Atlanta Georgia for a little while and there was a lot of uh, ads going around for um, part-time actors uh, to come in and and play background people for a lot of the Marvel movies um, and a lot of the Tyler Perry movies that were filmed down there area so that was always cool to be an extra on one of the movie sets Um, But there's just a lot of different side hustles that you can do. Uh, eBay flipping. I do a lot of that. I've got a lot of old textbooks and stuff that I try to get rid of, uh, keep my closets empty. Um, So, you know, flipping books on Amazon and eBay. And then one of the easiest ones to get started with is just affiliate marketing. Uh, You know, you don't have to have any talent or sell anything. You can just be an affiliate for other people who are already selling things and find ways to post that on either your blog or your website or you know, however you, you do affiliates, but, you know, it, all these ideas are just ways to kind of generate a little bit of income and to, to kind of help, you know, defray the cost of, of your student loans. So, uh, you know, I think the bigger picture is just how can I get started? What are a few little things I can do that can really start adding up and becoming a full-time business that will equal, if not better, your salary as a full-time professor or, or clinician, whatever it may be.
0: Great. That's, that's really helpful because when you're in that, when you're in that position of like what you said, you just realized, you'd realized you had $140,000 of debt and you went like, oh crap, now what? When you're in that situation, you're kind of desperate and you need that, you need money to start coming in. And so I'm thinking outside of the box with, with some of those ideas is is kind of exciting like it's like oh yeah that that sounds really cool I could do that (laughs) so if you're in that position and you and if you're whether you're in uh, in physical therapy or healthcare or even in a totally different field and you just need some ideas for getting some income coming in um, go check out his um, top 100 side gig ideas it'll be a pdf and we'll put that link into the show notes and you can go check that out um Scott, where else can people find you if they want to come learn more about you and what you do?
1: Sure. Uh, You know, the best and easiest way to find me is just pteducator.com. That's got all my social media links on it. That's got all my courses listed on it. I do a weekly-ish blog. I I did a blog a day every weekday for a year um, just to kind of get that thing up and running about general health and wellness. Uh, and as I started to really focus down and niche down on this uh, student loan debt repayment plan, um, I, I kind of narrowed it down to about one blog a week or so moving forward. Um, but that website basically has everything. And then if anybody's interested in healthcare and and education system and how it's kind of broken and we're trying to fix it, uh, I've got a, a podcast called the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast as well. If uh, there's any healthcare educators out there, we'd love to have you tune in listen to uh, how to fix this broken system, because we 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 started it before we were even really healthcare educators, so we didn't know anything about it, but we knew there were experts out there, and we figured we'd get them on to, to hear their opinion on how to fix it, and that's been going for about uh, three seasons now. We've just started our fourth season, so cruising right along on that podcast as well.
0: Love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share with everyone, or
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think we talked about it very, very simply. It's just connecting point A to point B, you know, point A being your passion, your your expertise, you know, uh, you're just the thing you love to do, the thing you are so passionate about, and then connect that to either answering a question or solving a problem for the general public, you know, and whatever your zone of expertise is, whatever your, your area is of passion, you know, that should really only be the tip of your iceberg. Like I said, use that as like a, as a exploration area of how to use that in other niches and other avenues and other ways of helping people. Because you'd be surprised at the skill set you have that many, many others don't have. And just use that skill set to help show them you've only got to be slightly more educated in in anything than any other person is to be able to help them with it. So, uh, you know, just realize that you you probably have a lot larger skill set that you can help others with than, than you know.
0: Thank you so much. This is Dr. F. Scott Field that you've been listening to and I'm so grateful that you could be on this episode with us. We actually, you broke it down really well and I think I've learned a few things and I think everyone else will too. So thank you so much for being on here today.
1: Awesome, Susan. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. And have you ever wondered what the secret to a successful funnel is? Are you sick and tired of trying funnels and getting nowhere? Jump on a free 15 minute call with me and I'll give you my number one secret to creating a profitable funnel that converts. Just visit susanleonardson.com forward slash discover and book that call with me.